In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. The Gospel of today from John chapter 7. In John chapter 5, we read about the miracle of healing the man who was paralytic for 38 years. The Lord healed this man on the Sabbath. From that day, the Jews were very angry with the Lord Jesus Christ and they wanted to kill him for two reasons. Number one, they considered him breaker of the law because he healed this man on Sabbath. And number two, because he made himself equal to God and this considered for them a blasphemy. For these two reasons, they wanted to kill him. So in the Gospel of today, the Lord told them, Moses gave you circumcision. Although in reality, it was not Moses who gave you the circumcision, because circumcision was from the time of Abraham, who was before Moses. And you circumcised a man on the Sabbath. If a man receives circumcision on the Sabbath, so that the law of Moses should not be broken. Are you angry with me because I made a man completely well on the Sabbath? If you accepted to do circumcision on Sabbath in order not to break the law of Moses, although it was not from Moses, it was from Abraham, are you angry with me because I healed this man who was for 38 years paralytic? Then the Lord told them, do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. And here the question of judgment, actually we need to think about it a little bit. Because in Matthew chapter 7, the Lord said, do not judge. But here the Lord said, judge with righteous judgment. So the question, should we judge or we should not judge? Definitely, certain situation, we need actually to make judgment. But this judgment should be righteous one. Judge with righteous judgment. For example, the Lord told us, beware of false prophets or false teachers. Then I have to make a judgment that this teacher is a true teacher or a false teacher. That's judgment. Or St. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, Remove the wicked man from among you. This means that we must make a judgment. If a person is actually causing a lot of disturbance and a lot of trouble and spreading evil among the community, according 
to the words in the first Corinthians chapter 5, we need to remove this person from the community. Also, St. Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, he told us, don't be deceived, bad company corrupts good moral, which implies that I need to make a judgment whether this is bad company or not. And by the way, I see our youth and our children are abusing the verse, do not judge. For example, if parent speak to his son or daughter, keep away from this group, they are ungodly. They will respond, don't judge, immediately. And this is wrong because the Bible told us, judge with righteous judgment. And he told us bad company corrupts good morals. So what is what is the righteous judgment? How can I examine myself to see whether my judgment is righteous or not? <coughs> the first principle that the Lord said today in John chapter 7. Do not judge according to appearance. Do not judge according to appearance. For example, they did not understand the mystery of incarnation. According to the appearance, Jesus Christ is just a regular man. So when he said, I and the Father are one, they considered him a blasphemer. So the Lord told them, don't judge according to the appearance. Many times when we see people, for example, if we are living during the time of Christ, and we saw Judas Iscariot, and we saw the thief who was on the right side of the Lord, definitely we will judge Judas as a holy, godly man. He's one of the twelve. He was preaching the word of God. He performed many miracles, etc., etc. And the other man, the thief, we would think about him as ungodly person, a person who is condemned to hell. Another example, if among our community a lady came and when we asked about her, we found she was married five times and divorced five times. And then she is living with a man outside the bond of marriage. I am sure all of us, we will think about her in a very negative way. I'm sure you understand I'm speaking about the Samaritan woman who became a preacher and now is considered a saint in the church. So we should not judge according to the appearance. God is the only one who searches the hearts. God is the only one who knows the intention of the person. Don't judge according to the appearance. 
Also to make a righteous judgment. Don't ever judge the person. You may judge the action itself, but not the person. For example, if a person lied in front of me, and I know the truth, so 100% I know it is a lie. There is big difference between saying this person lied or this person is a liar. When you say this person is a liar, you speak about his character. Maybe he lied out of fear. I'm not justifying lying, by the way, but just like Sarah, when she left and the Lord told her, Sarah, the wife of Abraham, why did you laugh? So she was scared and said, I did not. I cannot say Sarah was a liar. Yes, she lied in this situation. <coughs> so we can judge the action, but not the person. And also, we cannot condemn the person. Meaning, saying, this person has no salvation. This person will never make it to heaven. Or, I be standing in the church and I see person whom I perceive as ungodly or unrepentant partaking of communion. Then in my mind I say, how he can take communion? Who are you to judge your brother? Don't judge. So we can judge the action, not the person, or to condemn the person. Also, not everyone has the right to judge. For example, parents have authority over their children, so they have the right to judge them in order to correct them and to raise them godly. But children has no right to judge their parents. Yes, if they are concerned about them, they can speak to them with humbleness. Teachers should judge their students, but not the opposite. So, if I don't have the right to judge, then it is not righteous judgment if I made judgment. And sometimes judgment takes the form of the gossip. When we meet with each other, we start to speak about people. Why? It's not our business. If the purpose is to protect myself like from a false teacher or like from bad company, this is different. But if just the purpose to have a chat and to gossip and to backbite each other, then it is not righteous judgment. What 
should I do if I see in front of me a person doing something wrong? And I, I cannot say what I am seeing is right. For example, if I see parent hitting his son or daughter, that's abuse, domestic abuse, violence. What should I do? St. Paul answered this question in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 1. And he said, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness. So not anyone should correct, but a person who is spiritual. If a person is drowning and I don't know how to swim and I try to rescue this person, I will drown with him. That's why St. Paul said the first requirement, if you see somebody doing something wrong, if you are a spiritual and you have the grace of God, then go and try to restore this person. Number two, he said, in a spirit of gentleness, not that I am better than you, Sometimes when we speak in condescending way, this is unrighteous judgment. But when I address the person, I address him in a spirit of gentleness. You can see how the Lord dealt with the woman who was caught in action. He was so gentle with her. Everyone else were carrying stones, want to stone him. And the Lord, who is the righteous judge and the just judge, he asked her, where are they who wanted to condemn you? They are all gone. So he told her, me too, I will not judge you. Go and sin no more. Why I will not judge you? Because this time is not time of judgment. This time is time of salvation. If I see somebody in trespass, my concern is not to condemn him, but my concern should be how to restore him. This should be done in spirit of gentleness. The Lord did not say to the Samaritan woman, you are adulterer, adulteress. But he told her, the man with whom you are living with is not your husband. Big difference when you say to a person, you are a liar. Or you say to him, the story that you said is not accurate. Sometimes His Holiness Pope Shenouda used to say it in, uh, in a simple, gentle way. For example, if somebody 
is not saying the truth to him. So he used to reply and say, I need to cancel my mind to believe this story. So, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. Then he put another point. Considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Look at yourself. Maybe I have a beam in my eye. But I want actually to remove the speck from my brother's eye. If I am blind or clinically blind and there is a person who has something in his eye and I tried actually to remove it, I will make him blind like me. That's why the Lord said, a blind leads a blind. Both of them will fall in a ditch. That's why I need to remove the beam first, to consider myself, to look at my life before trying to correct others. Let us consider our sins first before trying to consider others. In the paradise of monks, it is written, I marvel at those who do not weep over their dead relative, but they weep for the death of others. For example, a person who has like a father or a mother or sibling died, and he is not crying over him, but he is crying over the death that happened in another family. That's exactly judgment. And instead of crying over my own sins, I am concerned and crying about the sins of others. This is not righteous judgment. Then St. Paul made three conditions. To be spiritual, to restore him in spirit of gentleness, and to consider yourself lest you also be tempted. Another point is what about those who are from outside, not believers? By the way, in Galatians, there is St. Paul differentiated between our responsibility toward the believers and our responsibility toward the non-believers. This is very clear in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. He said in verse 11, But now I have written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother. Named a brother means a believer who is sexually immoral or covetous, etc., etc. But about those who are not believers from outside, verse 12, he said, For what have I to do with judging those also who are outside? Do you not judge those who are inside? So our responsibility is toward our community, to restore them 
to salvation, to return back to God. But those from outside, before judging their action, we need to preach to them the good news of salvation. Then when they believe in Christ and accept the good news of salvation, then their bad deeds will be corrected. That's why in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, chapter 5, verse 13, he said, But those who are outside, those who are outside, God judges. Those who are outside, God judges. The last point I want to mention, I want to give you a very simple uh, exercise. Very simple exercise. When you see somebody doing something wrong, talk to God about this person, meaning pray to God. And instead of talking to other, no, talk to God. Pray for him and pray for yourself. Pray for his salvation and for your own salvation. And instead of judging, and instead of gossiping, and instead of condemning, no, talk to God about this person. Put him on your prayer list. And if you are responsible about this person, like a parent, like a Sunday school teacher, like a clergyman, then yes, it is your responsibility to go and to help this person to restore him in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself. Or if there is some bond between you and him, like close friends, and you can talk to him in a spirit of gentleness and love and humility, then yes, you can go and talk to him. If it is not in your authority, he is not in your authority, and there is no enough bond between both of you to go and talk to him, your responsibility is to pray for him. Put this person in your prayer list and pray for him. And believe me, prayers makes miracles. Prayers can change the life of people. The Lord's message to all of us today, do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.